Welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 330. Playtime. I'm sure that's exactly how it was pronounced. Yeah. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> huh. <laughs> well, uh, it's going all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, we just watched Playtime. Yeah, we did. Um... Well, we'll just get right into yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Why was it so horrible? I don't know. Because <laughs> it was. It was not great. It was horrible. Yeah. I, um, uh, we've seen a lot of bad movies. Uh-huh. Individually and together. Sure. Uh, I don't think, like, I think this phrase gets uh, thrown around a lot, but I, I think this is the first time that it's entirely applicable. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a movie without a plot before. <laughs> yeah. This is entirely plotless. It is. It, it's missing a lot of things. <laughs> a plot do mean one of them. And then that's like not, that's like not us watching, you know, disturbing behavior right. and saying this movie has no plot. Right. No. I mean, like, there wasn't one. There's literally nothing. It's not. Yeah, there's there's events. Yeah, there yeah there's scenes. Yeah, it kind of what it felt like because it's largely wordless for the most part, and it's largely comical. <laughs> I mean, supposed to be supposed to be. Um, I semi chuckled maybe three or four times. Yeah, I think maybe one in every fifty jokes right, was yeah, funny. Yeah, um, but it felt like a string of mad marginals put together. I, if those weren't funny, uh, before the movie got to the point where I hated it, right? Uh, it really did remind me of like, like an old timey cartoon. Yeah, yeah, right, like a forties cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like like just like just a hapless guy wandering through, you know, a weird world, and you know, stuff happens. Okay, because this movie, but, but. Those cartoons are usually only like five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not two hours and five minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this movie, it was made in the late 60s, and it's a French movie. Yes. And it's about a a, a character who I've heard of. Sure. Uh, Monsieur Hulo. Yeah. Um, who gets on adventures, and I've heard of, like, there's this movie where he goes to the beach, and it's supposed to be really funny. Okay. It's like a bunch of, like, slapstick weirdness. Great. Um, this movie is him uh, going through Paris... Um, kind of, I guess he's a, he's a, it, it says on the back he's a lovably old-fashioned man, mm-hmm. and he's, like, being, uh, thrust, all, all this, like, modern technology is being thrust upon him, right. and he has to, like, figure it out, and there's a couple of times where it's kind of funny, like, he doesn't realize he's in an elevator, and then the elevator starts going, and right, right. a couple of things, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it's, like, two hours and something, and... And, you know, part of it is him doing that stuff, right. and it goes back and forth from him to other people. Yeah. But there's no, like... No through line. No. And there's no story. There's no... Nope. It, like, the closest thing that this movie has to a storyline is that there's a group of American tourists, and they visit Paris, and then at the end they go home. Yeah. And, then and like, you seriously did not leave anything out. Yep. Like, that is... 
seriously <laughs> the entire story. Like, there's not, like, more. <laughs> and we should also point out, this is a Criterion Collection film. It is indeed. Uh, so, so apparently, well-respected. Yeah. Has, a, has an 8.0 rating on IMDb. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other, I, <laughs> other, okay, other than, like I said, maybe one in every 50 jokes I thought was kind of funny. Right. But even that kind of funny. Right. Um, I will say I really enjoyed the music in this film. It's, uh, there's a lot of really good music. Yeah, uh, a lot of good jazz and yeah, like yeah. just weird. And I totally respect the strangeness and like, were they, what they were trying to do with right. it, but it did not work for me at all. Same. Uh, I, the the like honestly like like you know, yeah I respect sort of what the intention of this was, uh, but I think what I respect the most out of this movie is clearly it is very well put together, like on a very technical level, <laughs> like just. Because there's so much going on. There's a lot going on, and there there needs to be... I mean, it is just perfectly... I don't want to say paced, because this movie is two oh, and a half hours yeah, long. Yeah, it's it's just not, not two and a half hours long, but it goddamn It felt like it. three and a half, yeah. yeah. It really did. Oh, like, no, I yeah. kept looking at the clock, and I was like, seriously, ten minutes have went by? Seriously? Three? No, yeah, I, I did the same. Um, but but the, the technical precision that needed to be done in order to pull off everything that they pulled off in this movie from just getting characters from one place to the other. Right, because like, they're all, like, intermingling and choreographed. Right, and then there's, like, you know, just, just you know, contraptions and, and buildings and cars and traffic, and it all just plays out like this big uh, Rube Goldbergian right. machine. Yeah. And, and I, like, like, that is stunning the amount of, of time and effort that it must have taken to get it all to the point. But the fact that there is no point yeah. is the biggest thing. And, and even that, like, that's really awesome of you to say that, but I really think, like, visually, it doesn't really come across. Like, I've seen, like, uh, like okay, another French director, Jean-Pierre Genet, his movies are so, like, um, immaculately choreographed like right. Amelie and you know a lot of a lot of his films Micmacs where like just weird things happen and camera movements like transfer from one character to the other and they all like just barely miss each other and like all these crazy things happen and it looks amazing yeah. I feel like this didn't really look amazing it just like if you really sit down and think about it you know they moved the camera and like you know people were entering the frame as other people were exiting and it was choreographed to and timed perfectly, right. but it didn't really look awesome. I don't know. I, I think. I don't know. I think. I think you're maybe coloring it too poorly because of how you feel about the end product. <laughs> like I, I thought, technically it was fine, and visually it was fine too. Right. Uh, but you know, like I think being so fucking bored. Oh, it was so uh, boring. Just got in the way of, of that, maybe. Because with the Jean-Pierre Jeannot movie, you know, 
like there's also a story and it's compelling and there's interesting characters yeah. and clever things happening. Right. But like yeah, you can relate like characters that have depth to them and right. like interest as opposed to just Yeah. No character in this yeah. is No. Got a character. They're just placeholders yeah. for what is happening. Right. And again, not much is happening. No, just wordless sight gags that that frankly get really old. Oh yeah. Like some of them they just beat in the ground like the the you know, like this door gets shattered, and this and the doorman like just sits there and holds the because it's a glass door, right, and he yeah. holds the knob and opens and closes it as if you know when it's people right enter. That and, was funny once. Yeah, they did it like twenty, 20 times, yep. thirty times. Uh, yeah. I, is this the kind of thing? Is this the reason uh, the French like Jerry Lewis so much? I don't know. Stuff like this. Because I, I, I certainly find uh, Jerry Lewis far more entertaining than <laughs> anything that happened in this movie. Yeah. It was so immensely disappointing. Like, yeah. I uh, I saw this at the library, and I was excited because I was like, oh, I've, I've heard of, you know, Monsieur Hulot. Yeah, and like, I've heard that those are funny and weird and old and right. sight gaggy. And it's like, this could be different. And it was, yeah, it was just so disappointing. But you had not seen any of the, the other no. movies? No, never. Will you now? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, I'll try anything once, you know. Right. I, like, I love experimental like film. Yeah, like, right. you know, like, we tried it that once, and <laughs> that's enough. But, I don't know. I mean, maybe if I saw, like... At the library, the one where he goes to the beach that's supposed to... Like, that's the one I've always heard is really funny. Maybe I would pick that up. Right. But I don't even know. Like, right. I was so disappointed. No, so yeah. disappointed. This is, this is just plotting. So did this make come long and uh, look and <laughs> seem enjoyable to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> At least I can say that come long was over quicker. Yeah. <laughs> right? It didn't take you two and a half hours. No. Yeah. And, yeah. and I did not fall asleep in the middle of it where... An excruciating point where nothing was actually happening at all. Right. Uh, the oh the my scene gosh. where uh, uh, the restaurant. No, no. Uh, oh god. The, the restaurant show. just went on forever. The restaurant. It is literally the last hour of the movie. Yeah. Uh, at least the first hour was broken up into like various, Tw- ten different places. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, the just before the restaurant with the uh, the apartments. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, I. Literally oh. passed out through a you, good portion. Of you that. didn't miss anything. No, I did not. Okay, so you know, in this crazy modern world, um, like there's this apartment complex where it's kind of like loft apartments downtown. Like a, you know, there's just like a giant window for one of the walls, and so you know, the camera is outside on the street, and you're seeing like these two different apartments and what's going on in each one. Yep. And like, I kept waiting for something interesting to happen because you can't hear anything. All you hear is the street noise. Yep. And I thought maybe there would do some sight gags where, you know, like, you know, the one apartment would be, like, doing something and it would somehow look like the other one was reacting to it, even though they were just watching TV or something. Right. But no, it was just terrible. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Just literally watching people in their own homes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was it. Yeah. Uh, like, like there's supposed to be this sort of gag where, like, the Hulo is in, in his friend's apartment's. And uh, the next apartment over is like this 
business guy right. that Hulo was supposed to be meeting like in one of the first scenes in the movie. Sure. And they just kept missing each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought that would have maybe some sort of payoff. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. And, and they do eventually meet up, but then we don't see yeah, that anything was so of what that was supposed to be about. Yeah, like they kept trying to meet up in the beginning and they kept missing each other and then they finally meet up and they just kind of walk up together and then right. our attention is directed to some other sight gag and yep. with other characters and then it just continues to meander and, yep. and then, then it's the rest oh, of my for God. the last hour. I swear it made my brain hurt. I was like, I love, I love like weird and funny and, and I'm like, this could be really interesting and like people say it's good it's a fucking criterion collection film right so obviously and like terry jones from monty python i guess that's the terry jones that he introduces the film we didn't watch the introduction for no spoilers um apparently guess what there wouldn't have been any spoilers no (laughs) no nothing happened yeah unless that's what he told us like hey get ready for nothing to happen (laughs) spoiler (laughs) oh my gosh like it's so disappointing. Yeah, incredibly disappointing. Yeah, like I said, I can I can respect this on on its technical levels, but but just as a movie itself, it is. is See, I can't even waste of time. Like I'm sure there was some like expertise that went into the technical aspects of this film, but to me, that is so overshadowed by right. what a waste of our time it was. Yeah. That that it like I'll never I'll never like sing its praises. Oh no, not at all. I, I do think that. Like, you know, in the 60s, this is probably very influential because clearly, like, you know, there, there have been other filmmakers that have sort of taken what this movie does and well, sure. does it better. Right. You know, like Jean-Pierre Jeannot and uh, I'd say even Robert Altman. Yeah. You know, with, with his movies because I always find whenever I watch any of his movies that they're always really noisy. Like, there's just a lot of, like, the background noise is, like, always up in the forefront and the dialogue is always kind of obscured and that is definitely what has happened in this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the main difference being that the dialogue in a Robert Altman movie usually matters. <laughs> but I wonder, though, if, if like, one of those directors hadn't seen this film, if they were just been like, man, all these other movies are kind of boring, I'm going to try doing something different. As right. opposed to saying, like, man, this movie tried to do something different and just failed miserably. Right. I, I, like, either way, like, I feel like those two directors were so creative that they would have done something interesting. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I'm know. Just, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Oh, you don't need to apologize <laughs> for this. At least, like, with the comic last week, I was like, well, Eric didn't like it, but it was fucking good. He just doesn't get it. <laughs> but this week, I'm like, ugh. This is by far not the worst movie you've ever picked. Really? You yeah. don't think? Oh, I, I still hold Goliath. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Goliath was one of the worst movies ever. It's like it's about a guy's cat that gets ran over, and like yep. that's pretty much the whole movie. Yep. Um, this was. Oh. This was this was a waste of time, but yeah. You know, I mean, at the same time, you and I we didn't know any better. No, we didn't. And and you know. And now you do, listener. Oh yeah. Like okay, here's the thing. I know you're listening to this, and you know last week you heard us talk about Come Lung. Um, so you're, you know, you're clearly on a page where you're like, these guys are just fucking morons, and you're probably not wrong. And and like the Criterion people said, this was a good movie, right. and we are saying it's not. So you know, obviously, right, right. But I'm telling you, 
it is not good. It is it is really not. No. And, and I don't even think this is a thing where, well, we just weren't in the right mindset. For no. I no. will I will never be in the right mindset for this. No. And I like I like fucking artsy shit. <laughs> like like Yeah, exactly. Imagine how fucking pretentious someone is to praise this movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, I will watch some shit that like, even sometimes I'm like, this is pretty artsy, but I still really like it. Right. But this is just so far removed from any sort of narrative or yeah. storyline or, like, what I consider good filmmaking. No, yes. Uh, it, it is, like, trying to be, like, a Three Stooges movie, but with, like, you know, experimental filmmaking techniques. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But just imagine, like, the unfunniest three suits. Right. Like a, like a Shemp or a Curly Joe. <laughs> I like Shemp. I do, too. But, but yeah, no, it's like, it's like, yeah, let's make slapstick more cerebral. Yeah, we'll <laughs> fix it. <laughs> and they just fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> it is a waste of time. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Please, if anyone has seen this or any other movie by is it Jacques Tati or I think so. If you know better and and like you know you can prove us wrong and say hey here's why it's good. Please, for the love of God, tell us. Right. Because we don't get it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's that either of us think we don't get it. Like we're missing it. No, yeah. This is definitely not an instance of that. Like no, there have been stuff where yeah, I'm like okay, I. You know, maybe I'm just too dumb to get this. Right. I don't feel that way about no, this movie I, at all. No, me neither. Not even, like, 1%. I mean, like, I definitely did during the beginning, like, like during the opening airport scene. Well, yeah. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Where is this going? Right. And, uh, spoiler, nowhere. Nowhere. Nowhere quick. Nowhere. Nowhere slow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because I was like, well, there's like just all these disparate people, and we're yeah. listening to like one conversation, but then it just keeps like from that point, it just bounces back and forth between all these different characters, and then like somehow we wind up like in an office building with this dude, uh, Monsieur Hello, and and Stanley, and <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a few visually interesting things, like when that old man was figuring out this giant. And, right. and like, okay, this is the '60s, and like, you know, he's trying to, because uh, apparently his movies have a theme, because it says something in the back. It says, "Gloriously choreographed, nearly wordless comedies about confusion in an age of high technology reach their uh, apotheosis with playtime." For this monumental achievement, a nearly three-year-long bank-breaking production, to T again thrust the lovably old-fashioned Monsieur Hulo along with a host of other lost souls into a baffling modern world. Okay, so, like, that's kind of what he was trying to do, I guess? Yeah. But... But it didn't come off. No. I mean... No. You know, like, just... Because, I mean, literally the majority of the movie, like, is focused on, like, this nightclub that is just opening and, like, the... Like, people keep tripping upstairs and, like... Right, yeah, because because it's not finished. Yeah. That, and that, that could have been funny. Could have been. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, I've seen episodes of Three's Company, and, uh, you know, right. revolved around similar premises. Right, but much better done. Usually. I mean, John Ritter is a national treasure. Oh my god, seriously. <laughs> that guy, 
seriously, like I can't think of anyone that I've seen take a more funny like Pratt fall or right. something. Like yeah. he's a great physical comedian. And, and and I like I don't even think it's a thing because I think you and I have had this discussion before. Like, oh, the rubber versus furly. Well, discussion. We've definitely had that discussion, <laughs> and uh, I think I'm furly in, uh, and I'm firmly in the furly camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, like we'll go see a movie or whatever, and, and there are trailers for like these comedies that keep coming out, and you know, it's like, oh, somebody falls like seventy times in like this two minute trailer. And right. This is what they're trying to push on us. And yeah, just like this is fucking stupid. Right. Uh, like I don't even think this movie suffers from us disliking that type of comedy. Like it is just bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just not funny. Yeah, but it tries kind of hard to to be funny because they there's 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 seriously like a thousand like sight gags or right. jokes in this movie, but most of them are not funny. It's like literally people like running into walls. Like yeah. that, that's like one of the jokes, right? Or tripping upstairs. Yeah, or, yeah. And it's just like, oh, so tired, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I I honestly, yeah, I do not think that this is this is us not getting. No. It's just a bad movie. It's definitely the worst Criterion movie I've ever seen. Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, I don't know how many I've seen, but you know, I would definitely say it's, it's would almost put into question the entire Criterion catalog. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's I can't like specifically remember how many Criterion movies I've watched. I know I've watched a bunch because I used to rent them at Precinct Thirteen Video because right. he had like he had a ton, ton of them, of them. Yeah. and I was like, I've never heard of this. It's Criterion. I'll check it out. But this is the first time I ever remember going, Criterion, you steered me wrong. Right, Like, yeah. I don't remember ever feeling that way before. No, me neither. Like, uh, I think I saw Haxon, which is like a weird pseudo-documentary about witchcraft and Satanism that was made in, like, 1920. And that was just sort of, meh. But, like, not to the point where, like, I just hated the experience. Right. Which is what I felt while yeah. watching it. Oh, I killed our day off together. It's all right. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I literally, I kept checking my, like about an hour into it, I was like, you know, like I checked Wikipedia, like I read the Wikipedia page on this just to see if there was any point to this movie that was happening. Right. And I realized that it was only an hour into it and that there was still an hour left. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then like after that, I just kept checking the time. Me too. It, it was so much. It was excruciating. Yeah. Yeah. This is a painfully bad movie. It really and, is. And we took the brunt of it. We are your <laughs> film martyrs this week. <clears throat> please, yeah. please skip it. Like, seriously, I just... It does. It really makes me question like, the people who like, are, are proclaiming this to be, like, you know, one of the, the right? most, you know, necessary movies of the 20th century. Right. No. 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 Yeah. Like, like, what is your rationale? Seriously, yeah, like you said, if anybody out there can tell us why, yeah, please do. Please do. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I seriously wonder if this isn't one of those things where it's like, it says on the back even, like, this is one of his later movies. I wonder if it's one of those things where they're like, well, he made so many good movies. Right. Let's just go ahead and, you know, put the logo on this one, too. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, like, yeah, are his other movies Criterion films? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I think so. Because I think at the library they had a bunch of his all in a row. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wonder that if it's not one of those things where, like, you know, 
well, Bob Dylan used to be great. Let's, you know, <laughs> you know. Right. So, like, uh, the Academy Awards, giving an award to someone who was like, uh, he's made 39 great movies, and yeah. for whatever reason, he's never won. We'll right. Just make sure we get it to him this yeah. time. Yeah. Or, like, you know, all of his other movies have this, like, you know, high regard, so right, obviously right. we should just put this one in there, too. Yeah. I, I don't know. Not sure either. I do kind of want to watch the Terry uh, Jones intro now right. just to see what he has to say. Right. Yeah, but I, I I would have guessed that, yeah he saw it when he was younger because right. um, this was from '67. Of course, Monty Python was '70s. Yeah, it was like late '60s. Really late 60s. 70s, so yeah, so so, like, so it's not really that almost contemporary. To yeah, stuff, that's yeah. true. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Very weird. Hey, huh. eh, yeah, I guess it just proves that uh, you know criterion there. It can't all be gold. You can't trust anybody. That's <laughs> what it proves. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but trust us yeah it sucks yeah yeah all right well you know what i am kind of relieved that you did not like this movie oh can you imagine if i sat here and defended how great this was <laughs> i should have maybe just done that like <laughs> pretended <laughs> like i loved it like what i can't believe you don't get it this is amazing <laughs> oh the subtlety and the nuance of the comedy was perplexing me with its Inventiveness. <laughs> uh, nope, it sucked. All right, that's good. Because uh, this movie isn't right. No. Yeah, the best thing about it is the cover. I love the cover. The cover is really. It's nice a really nice minimalist drawing. Yeah. But just looking at the cover. It, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's a really nice it's cover. Dude staring at a chair. Yep. I love it. It's almost uh, perfectly encapsulates what the movie is without having to sit through it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It takes precisely two hours less to enjoy the cover. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Want to take a break? Yeah. Stay now. My trip in line with others. Have the door.
Hey, welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hey. So, yeah. Yeah. There it was. We did it. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> at least we'll think twice about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like I was saying during the break, I was like, I've never talked to another human about this director or any of his films. Right. So I've never heard like anyone, anything positive or negative. And I, and I saw this at the library and I kind of was hoping, um, that, you know, we would discover something that was kind of a, a gem. Yeah. You know, that would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because like, like I, I still think, you know, there's so much out there like that hasn't been touted as being awesome or at least not in the circles I, I've traveled in. Right, right. So, I mean, there's so much more out there that we're like missing out on. Oh, yeah. You know, like good movies and books and music and whatever. Absolutely. Uh, porn, you know. Sure. Like, um, of course. Yeah, of course. There's porn we've never even seen. Right. Like, that's sad. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. I, I, I'm still going to look for interesting things that I've never heard of. Why not? Because, you know? like, I like weird. I just like good and weird. Sometimes it'll pay off. Sometimes. Yeah. Occasionally. There's more bad things than there are good things. Absolutely. And that goes... In every single category in life. Yep, across the board. Like, more more bad food than good. More bad movies than good. And you just gotta find the good ones. You have to sift through a lot of bad shit exactly. to find the good shit. <clears throat> and I would even say, because uh, there was a movie I watched a couple years ago where I sat through it. And it was like half an hour into it, and it was bad. Like, it was really bad. And, and usually I'm just like, okay, so at what point do I just give up on a movie, right? right. When do you turn it off? Yeah. Right, yeah, you know, do, do I sit through this? Maybe it'll get better, you know? And I finished the movie. It, it got great. Oh, really? Like, like after the, like, the point where I was, where I was like, oh, man, you know, I'm just really not into this. I sure. Just turn this off. Yeah. I was like, yeah, all right, I'll give it, like, another ten minutes. And, like, somehow, within that ten minutes, it got really good. What was it? It was called The Call. Okay. It was just a horror movie, and by by any stretch of the imaginations, it's never going to be a Criterion movie or anything. Like well, that. but what does that mean, even? Exactly, right? <laughs> <clears throat> but, but, like, yeah, like, like I persevered and got super rewarded for it, so right. sometimes you just never know. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there are other movies that I've given up on where maybe it did get good. Right. But I'm fairly confident with them <laughs> that they just continue to stay. Right. Yeah. I mean, most likely. Yeah. yeah. If something sucks long enough, you know. Right. <clears throat> just yeah. It's fine to move on. Right, right. At least you tried. Exactly. Um but yeah. I yeah, I like I like finding things and discovering things. Like some of my favorite you know, comics, my favorite music is, is stuff that I think is good, but I think I like it even more because I just like randomly stumbled upon it right. and tried it out <clears throat> and I was like, Wow. Yep. And you know, and, and, like, I would never have seen it or heard it otherwise. Right. You know, and it just, like, adds a little bit to... Like, come along. Like, come along. Exactly. <laughs> like, if if I, you know, if I had just read that it was an Eisner award-winning, you know, um, <laughs> you know, L.A. book club or book sure. or whatever, and then I'd read it, I would be like, well, sure, they're correct. <laughs> but, yeah, just, like, having it fall in your lap is, right. is what sometimes adds to how, how much you enjoy something. Yeah. 
So yeah, keep trying, keep searching. Yeah, you know, and, and it is one of those things where it's like, hey, do do we totally write off you know, Jacques Tati, you know, entirely because of this movie, or like, you know, would we give another one a shot? Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah. Okay, here's a good example. Okay, I like David Lynch films quite a bit. Sure, one of my favorite directors. Absolutely. If the first thing I'd ever seen by him was Inland Empire, mm-hmm. probably would never watch another movie by that man. It was so fucking terrible. It was, it was probably as bad as Playtime. Like it's fucking awful and it's really long. But I'm really glad that that you know wasn't the case because right. I've watched some of his films dozens of times and I love them and, and they like bring a lot of legitimate joy deep inside of my body. Right. Um, and some on the outside of my body too. Sure. Um, <laughs> but but that like that's a good. That's a good example. Like, possibly this other guy's films are, are something I would enjoy. Right. You never know. So, hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but for now, we'll probably, uh, give him a rest. I'll probably let it, let it, yeah, let it yeah, lie yeah. for a while. Maybe if I see it at the libraries, like I said, one of his <clears> other films and I'm bored, maybe I'll right. pick it up. Yeah. Definitely won't go out of my way. Unless maybe one of our listeners is like, okay, yeah, this movie is fucking terrible, but you, Really should see this one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe then too. Right. So there you go, listeners. Yeah. yeah the, the, the onus is on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so have you seen any other good movies lately? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Uh, last uh, last Sunday, uh, trying to to get the the taste of come long out of my my soul. Right. Uh, I went and I saw The Nice Guys, ah. yeah, the new Shane Black movie with uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. Well, yeah. it is quite good. It is indeed, I would say, excellent. It's in the theaters now. It is. Hurry and go see it. Oh, yeah, because it's probably not doing great. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was a low-budget kind of thing, but it's uh, you know, definitely getting overpowered by your, your X-Men's and your, your Captain America's sure, and your, yeah. your whatever's. There's no superheroes in that movie. No, there are not. Ah. Although, hey, Russell Crowe was in a superhero movie. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, he was Zod or... Uh, no, he was uh, jor yeah, yeah, that's right. Ryan Gosling, wasn't he uh, Captain Britain? Uh, no, no, probably not. No. <laughs> it is funny how just about every big actor now... Um, has been some sort of superhero, you right, know, like, right. or like comic book character. Like even Will Smith is, you know, he's got his, his like his Deadshot, right? Yep. Yeah. Like just random, like anybody you just kind of randomly think of, like they've got some sort of connection, right? Because that's it's like the thing now. Like this is probably something we'll look back on, you know, decades from now. Like man, there were so many superhero movies in that time period, right? You know? Like it was like that was the thing. I think it's. Kind of, I don't know. It's. I, I've been seeing this a lot ever since, like, this sort, this boom sort of started, which, which I don't think I could even pinpoint now as to, to when it happened. When it started, right? Uh, Spider Man, maybe. Maybe, yeah, or X Men, even. Yeah. X Men, I think, really kicked it off. Right. Spider Man threw it all into high gear. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, like every summer, like the the same article comes out. It was like, there's too many superhero movies. Yeah. And it's just like, well, they all make billions of dollars. Right? Of course there's a yeah. movie. Yeah, there's too many cheeseburgers. Yeah. Guess what? People yeah. love them. Exactly. 
You know, nobody is ever writing any articles about how there's too many rom-coms or, you know, too many, you know, action movies. Or, right. Yeah. You know, too many Oscar bait films. Right. You know, like, like, why do they always have to focus on the superhero ones? And, of course, they always call them comic book movies, which right. is infuriating because, you know, not all comic book movies are superhero movies. Sure, yeah. Comic books are a medium, not a genre. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. It's, come on. Yeah. It's a comic book, technically. Yep. Definitely not a superhero book. No. Although that guy was a hero. He did try to that save save his timeline. But not a superhero. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, that is, we, we do have, a shitload of superhero movies. Sure. And I think it's just, you know, I mean, obviously it's it's a couple of different things. It's, you know, one is the technology finally caught up with, you know, what you would need visually to sell that. And then two, it just, it's a, it happens to be a fad right now where comics are really big again. Right. Um, well, the comic book movies are. Yeah. Not, not the actual comics. I, I don't know. I, I feel like comics are selling better than they were. Like, because after the 90s boom and 90s crash... Comics were pretty dead for a long time, but right. I mean, I think I mean we sell a lot more than we did right. in the like early two thousands for sure. I'm just saying, you know, like like when you think about you know in the nineties, like obviously I think that was probably the peak, yeah, know, at least for, for our generation. Sure, because I know like you know like action comics and you know Captain Marvel back in like, the golden age, you know they sold millions of right. copies. But, oh, yeah, you know after the the you know, uh, whole Frederick Wortham thing, you know. Yeah. Like, it significantly dropped off, and didn't, I, I don't think it really reached its peak again until the 90s, where it was selling millions of copies again. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I was talking to our friend Matt Brasfield the other day, and we just, out of curiosity, looked it up, and the best-selling comic of, you know, April uh, only sold 250,000 copies. Wow. It's not a lot when you think about it. Yeah. You know, it was uh, Black Panther. Uh, was the number one song. Wow, movie. really? Nice. Uh, but yet, yeah, you know, like Captain America: Civil War, you know, which features Black Panther, you know, made a billion dollars. Right. You know, yeah. Like literally, <laughs> a billion. dollars. That's insane. Yeah. I know Marvel's Star Wars number one sold a million copies. I think that was the first book in yeah, like, yeah decades that sold a million copies. Well, it's because they had seventy-five variant covers too. It's true. And, like, I think they're in, like, sixth printings now. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so, like, the one million number one first printings weren't enough. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and here's the other thing, you know, like, for whatever reason, Star Wars superheroes are still marginalized as, like, you know, just nerdy pursuits, you know, <laughs> right. that, that are only loved by misfits and miscreants. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. They make billions of dollars. Yeah, lots of people like them. That that is not just the losers of the world like us. Right. That, yeah. that is fucking everybody. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, losers like us actually. Uh, we watch playtime. <laughs> we watch playtime and <laughs> Captain America's Civil War. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't seen Civil War yet, but I bet it's much better than playtime. Oh, it is. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You. Will only be bored for maybe ten minutes of that. Movie. Oh, see, that's much better. Instead of for the entire runtime. You know, I used to go to a 
uh, billiard hall called Playtime Billiards. It was my favorite place that I've ever played pool. Really? On uh, Linden Avenue here oh, in Dayton. Okay. Yeah, I loved it. Carroll High School. Yeah, it was, yeah, and it's gone now, but I used to go there. I lived very close to there for a while in one of my apartments, and I would go there like three nights a week and just play by myself for like an hour, just trying to get better at pool. That's cool. Yeah, it was great. Loved it. Uh, the only thing that's in that building now is a, uh, a Lebanese restaurant. Yep, yep, yep. Which is not bad. They have some decent food. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been there yet. I went to a, another, I think it was another Lebanese restaurant in uh, like South Vienna. And it was like the the niece of the lady that owns that one over there okay. um, was working there. And she was like, you should go to the one in London too. My aunt runs it. It's great. <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't been there yet. I've only been there the once, uh, but but it was good. Uh, I'm sure that uh, after uh, the first Avengers movie came out, they saw a lot They saw a lot Had a bump of popularity. That's awesome. Uh, huh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of superhero movies, I also did see uh, X Men Apocalypse. Oh yeah. 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 It was just okay. Just okay. Yep. yep. It, it, it falls between the nice guys and playtime. <laughs> right, like right in the middle. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it was perfectly a good waste of two and a half hours. Right. Uh, but, but uh, you know, not, uh, not anything that I would uh, jump up for joy about. Uh, I can probably pick it apart very easily and, and find everything that is wrong and bad about that movie, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It's not, is it like a rewatchable movie though? <clears throat> no, I would never watch this again. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've kind of heard a lot of, a lot of the same thing about that one. Like yeah. just mediocre. It really is. It's, it's like there's maybe like three like truly excellent scenes in the movie. And then the rest of it is all mostly filler. Right. And then also, you know, I mean, I'm sure a part of it is that, like, I could just not give a shit about Apocalypse, the, right. the character, because, like, I've just always hated that villain. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, just, just always seemed overblown and I, pointless to I, me. You know, I've never, I never read the early X-Factors where, like, he first appeared. Right. I can't remember if I've ever read a comic with, with Apocalypse in it. Like, I know I've seen, you know, working at the store, I've seen his image like a million times sure. but other than like <laughs> other than like uh the official handbook of the marvel universe i don't think i own any comics <laughs> with him in it uh I, I do own some of the early x factors i think i own his like first real big appearance as well um and then i definitely have the first appearance of archangel uh which which was apocalypse is, yeah. oh okay maybe i've read that because yeah. i might have read that story <clears throat> height of my, my teenage collecting days, you know, like that's when Age of Apocalypse came out, so I was fully on board for that. Right. Yeah, I never read, uh, I, I think I read Generation Next, but I don't remember it very well. Yeah, that's was, probably, he might have been in there. At least, uh, he might have been, yeah, but uh, it, was, it was definitely the best drawn one. Yeah, that's why I bought it. Yeah. 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 Chris Pachillo. Yep. <clears throat> Chris Pachillo was prime. Yep. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned. Oh, I yeah, I, lo I love this yeah, Shade, Shade and Generation X. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I was looking at the cover to Generation X at, at Mavericks yesterday. It was like on our number one wall. The shiny Chrome. The Shiny Chrome cover. And I was like, man, that is one of my favorite, like, gimmicky covers ever. Yeah. Like, it just looks nice. Yeah. Like, 
you know, 25 years later, it still looks nice. Yep. Uh, yeah, man, I love, I love uh, that era of Chris Pichella. Mm-hmm. And he's not necessarily bad, per se, but now, but, you know, he's just... Yeah, he's doing... He what, changed his style a lot. Yeah. From what I really enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of artists do, and, like, sure. some for the better, and, and, like, honestly, like, old Art Adams artwork better than than current Art Adams artwork. Oh, I, I don't... Uh, that really? Um, I just there's something a something about some of the changes he made to his characters. Like I love the lanky old like 80s style that he had, and I, I think he's amazing now. Like I still think, like I mean, I still think he's one of the best artists working in comics. But I still prefer his like 80s stuff. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about Bacella for the most part. Although right. I would say that somewhere along the way, Bacella totally lost the ability to tell a story. Uh, like, like if you just, like, you should be able to flip through any comic and be able to tell what's going on right. without reading the words. Sure. You cannot do that with a Christmas Jello comic. Uh, you have not been able to do that in, like, the last 20 years. See, he's doing Doctor Strange still. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Yeah. I, I still haven't read that. Heard it's good. Yeah. Actually, I own the first issue and have not gotten around to it yet. Likewise. Yeah, what about you? You watch anything? anything? Um, I finally watched. I watched the Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to watch that together. Yeah, we, we yeah we talked about possibly doing it as a show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just in the right mood for it. All right. And I had a copy, so I watched it once. Disappointing. I would watch it again. Yeah. Um, I liked spoiler? it. Spoiler. I I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was by far. I I, I feel by far his uh, Tarantino's slowest movie. Oh yeah. Um, Is but it like three and a half hours long. Like it's two and a half. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like I mean, there's a giant portion of that movie that is just dialogue, yeah. and I'm fine with that. <clears throat> sure. Um, because it had a plot. It had a plot. It, it and likable, likable, relatable characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> I I thought it was really good. That's cool. Yeah, it's always cool to see Kurt Russell. That is true. Yeah, I actually just I I did watch a Kurt Russell movie yesterday yeah. on TV. <laughs> Used cars. Oh my god, I've seen that like <laughs> like way back when I was like a child. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I forgot I forgot about that. Movie. <laughs> Man, yeah, he's great. Oh yeah, Kurt fucking Russell. He's amazing. He's apparently going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, that's that's cool. Right. Is he going to be Star-Lord's papa, you think? I think that's the rumor at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. We'll, we'll see what happens. I wonder if he'll have the beard. I wonder if he'll have the shirt from Big Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Because it's still out there. Sure. You know. yeah, yeah. And, and the pants from used cars. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. He designed a Kurt Russell character. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> it's like one of those things. Those like children's books where you can like switch like the pirate's head with the like the maid's body and the robot's legs and switch it all around. That's that's fun. Oh man, yeah, that's the only movie I've seen though uh, recently. Red Angus. Um, I. What have I read? Oh, I just the only thing I bought this week was the new issue of Paper Girls. Um, Paper Girls image comic by Brian Vaughn and Cliff Ching returned after a small hiatus. And sure. It's it's really good. I like that book. Um, 
It's uh, like I never know what to expect with that book, which is what I like about it. But it but it moves forward and like you know it's not just meandering and weird. It's like but you never know what's yeah. gonna happen. And, That's and cool. I like uh, it. About the the first trade uh, that came in about a month or two ago. Mm. So yeah, look forward to reading into that at some point. Yeah, and the art's just gorgeous. It's like I think it's my favorite. Cliff Chang art, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with just the color palette that whoever is coloring it. I forget who that is. It's not Cliff Chang uh, that's coloring it, but um, it really helps a lot. It just like shows off like what he does well. Right. So uh, I think it's great. That's the only that's the only book I've read too. I'm just yeah. <clears throat> I read. Uh... I read Dark Knight three number one. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I am curious. <laughs> Is is it awful? It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Is the mini comic good? Not really. No. Yeah. Because okay, for those of you who don't know, there's a mini comic. Okay. Oh. Well, Dark Knight is the sequel to Frank Miller's Dark Knight yeah. Returns. It's the, the third. third. Yeah. yeah. Third in the series. Uh, it is not really written by Frank Miller. It's uh, written by Brian Azzarello. Uh, Frank Miller, I guess, basically came up with the idea, and then Brian Azzarello is doing the the actual work. Sure. Andy Kubert is drawing it with Claus Jansen on inks. And every issue comes with a mini-comic uh, focusing on a different non-Batman character, I guess. Okay. And then, uh, So the first issue uh, is uh, about the Atom. Okay. And it is actually drawn by Frank Miller. Who wrote it? Uh, Miller and Azarello. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, inked by Claus Jansen as well. Uh... So yeah, so basically, like, I have zero desire to read this comic right. at all. Yeah, me neither. Like, my my love for The Dark Knight Returns waned probably like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And when I picked up like, the first issue of Dark Knight Strikes Again, or Dark Knight Strikes Back, whatever the hell it was called. Right. And I uh, hated it. Yeah. And so, like, Dark Knight 3 was announced, and I was like, God damn it, you know, <laughs> And, but, you know, I'm uh, trying to do sketch covers to, to sell. And I uh, figured, well, people do like it, so I'll, I'll buy this Dark Knight blank sketch cover and draw a, a Batman on it. Right. And uh, that'll be pretty much all that I do with it. But while I was drawing it, you know, like waiting for ink to dry or whatever, I was like, yeah, hey, I'll flip through it. Right. <laughs> I think it would be hard not to read it if you owned it. Right, yeah. You know? Like, just a morbid curiosity. Right. And, and I think for every sketch cover that I've done so far, I have at least flipped through it just to see, like, get the gist of it. Like, I read uh, Power Man, Iron Fist, number one, and uh, uh, Future Quest. Future Quest. Well, of course, I bought a copy for myself because uh, I'm totally on board with that book, and no matter what. I yeah. I also wanted to really draw those characters. Right. Because they're all awesome. Uh, they are. Yeah. They are. Birdman, Space Ghost, the Herculoids. Come on, people. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I flipped through Dark Knight, and it was, yeah, it's not great. Like, like it is definitely, like, trying its hardest to be Dark Knight Returns. You know, uh, like, it has, like, a lot of the same, like, storytelling devices. The, the news reporter TV screen yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, at least, like, a, at least one two-page spread of that uh, throughout this book. <clears throat> and, and it's about Batman mysteriously returning yet again 
to to fuck up some Gotham police. Uh, <laughs> see, I I still have a soft spot in my heart for the very first Dark Knight Returns series, right. and and I'm sure it's largely nostalgic because oh, yeah. I read it when I was a kid and it blew my mind. Yep. And I, I still think the art looks incredible from that book. Absolutely. Um, I I kind of fear that if I sat down and reread it tonight, it wouldn't have the same magic. It won't. But uh, but I I, I think I'll keep that, those in my collection just yeah. because I yeah I just have a soft spot for it. I still have a copy of it and a copy of uh, Year One and, and all that. So, uh, you know, because yeah, like I, I did have a uh, big nostalgic uh, feels for it. Oh yeah, when I was a kid. But yeah, I think uh, about ten years ago, maybe longer. Like I tried rereading it, and, and it just I couldn't get through it. I know I reread it like a few years after I first read it, and I remember not liking it as much. But I, I mean, it, it wasn't as impactful because right. the first time I read it, oh like, sure, yeah. it was, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it but breaks your goddamn little ten year old brain, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I, I still remember liking it. Oh. I just, it just wasn't as like, you know bombastic because right. because you know you knew what was gonna exactly. happen but. yeah uh but yeah and then obviously like i'm not a huge fan of uh andy kubert mm-hmm. at all like i don't like him or adam kubert at all right like i do think one of them is better than the other but i can never remember <laughs> which is which <laughs> uh but uh i will say that uh, claus jansen inks it and i, I don't like claus jansen either like, I think he, he ruins a lot of uh, good art out oh, there. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, I've pretty much only enjoyed his work over John Romita Jr. and Frank Miller. I See, I really like Klaus Jansen. I, I do not. But I will say that he, he makes uh, Andy Kubert uh, almost palatable. Really? Okay. Yeah, almost. So, so, like, even though, like, two things you don't really like together, they, it works a little better. A little bit, right? yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, the the main plot of the <clears throat> the unfortunately subtitled the Master Race, <laughs> yeah, uh, is about uh, the daughter of uh, Superman and Wonder Woman uh, finding the uh, bottle city of Kandor and discovering that the citizens of Kandor uh, no longer want to be tiny, mm. and they are you know they are. Basically, the mini-comic is about her going to the Atom to uh, work out a solution to them being free. Okay. Uh, but then, of course, you now have uh, millions of Kryptonians running around. They are the masters. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So, not really anything to do with white supremacy or Nazism or anything <laughs> like that, other than Frank Miller's involvement. Um, so, so they do spoiler get all the uh, Kryptonians. I'm sure it's bigger. Yeah, yeah, I guess okay. not in that issue, but I'm sure that's what happens. Right, and I'm not going to read any of the right. future issues unless you happen to buy a sketch cover. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they did sketch covers for every issue. Yeah, probably not. I think it's still going on even. Yeah, yeah, the, and and there's like a one shot. I think we ordered it back in November. <clears throat> I think it was due in February. And it's coming out in a couple weeks. It's like Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, Last Crusade, One Shot. Never even heard of that. Yeah, like, wow. You, you probably saw it last year in previews I and just forgot about it. Has a, I think it has like a Frank Miller Joker drawing on the cover. Okay. But, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think there's one more issue plus that thing. 
And I know Frank Miller himself is supposedly working on The Dark Knight 4. Nice. With uh, no one else uh, working on it other than himself. It's going to be amazing. I'm sure it will. Part of me feels bad for wanting to shit on Frank Miller because of you know whatever. It's easy to do now. Oh, it's so easy to do. Yeah. But you know, part of it is like, well, you know, he's he's all sickly and right. You know, had whatever disease he's got that that is obviously you know, taking its toll on him. Right. But at the same time, man, you know, you're just crazy and awful. Oh yeah, it's not even like if his ability had waned, right? I wouldn't dislike him as much. It just seems like he's just become like this fucking idiot yep. you know and it just makes it hard to want to read his art which is weird because i always try to separate the art from the artist it's really hard with him isn't it it's hard with him and like also like I, like i don't think the quality is still there in his art right uh, there's that too right. and, and he's just kind of seems like kind of an idiot right so, and an asshole yeah. yeah um oh well he's got more money than neither of us will ever have in our lives sure but that doesn't make him rich in my heart what? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Master Race. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, you know, I mean, it's a title that gets attention. Sure. So, you know, yeah. that's what they, they want to sell funny books. So. Yep. Uh, there was, uh, I'm sure you've, you've seen the, the cover of the, the mini comic that's in the first issue yeah. of Superman and his uh, dick flapping around. Right. Uh, you know, and that, that got a lot of press when that first happened. Right. Uh, a couple, I would say about a month ago, there was a guy who posted a couple things on his blog that was, uh, like, I thought it was pretty interesting. And that basically, like, you know, a lot of people are, like, crapping on Frank Miller's art and his ability. And he was just like, he, what he really thinks, and honestly, he had a really good argument, is that DC doesn't know what to do with his art. Like, they, they like, hired colorists to do basically, like, fully rendered, you know, 3D coloring jobs oh, on his art. On his really cartoony art. Right, yeah. And it's like, well, maybe it should just be flat colors and, like, you know, a simpler palette and, you know, stuff like that. And so he, like, just, you know, modified a couple of those pieces, and they honestly did look really good, even that Superman. Huh, okay. You know, just with, with flat, plain, you know, no rendering, no shading. Oh, yeah. You know, just cartoony coloring. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, it was, was kind of neat. I could see that. Uh, hear that, or maybe Frank Miller just needs to, you know, get back together with Lynn Barley and. and uh, oh, is she not coloring his. Oh no, yeah, yeah they, they got divorced about eleven years ago. Or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, once uh, once Sin City came out, I think. And they still don't like work. They never worked together after that. I don't believe so. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think all of his artwork since then has been either just plain old black and white or colored by whoever. Right there. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Does she still color? Does I she... don't know. I, I, I don't see her name pop up anywhere. Right. Who knows? Huh. Well, I, of course so. I, I don't think I ever really saw her color anyone other than Frank Miller either. Right? Yeah, me neither. Yeah. yeah. Man, that Electra Lives Again book. Wow, yes. That was beautiful. Yeah. She, she did a great job. Yep, yep. And then Dark Knight Shrek's again. Yeah. 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 Lynn Varley, I'm not paying for you to learn Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess I should probably pick a book for us to read. Is it Holy Terror? <laughs> I wish. 
<laughs> it's going to be Dark Knight Strikes again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I never did finish. I read the first two and like gave up on yeah. that one. Uh, no, I'm, I'm uh, picking a, a very different book. Oh. That's uh, one I, I just got the, uh, the, the trade hardcover, whatever, uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm. Uh, one I've been wanting to read for quite a while. And I just never had a copy. But now we do. Oh, curious. We're going to read Beasts of Burden. Oh. The Evan Dorkin, uh, Jill Thompson uh, comic about nice. uh, uh, detective animals. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm lo- I look forward to it. I actually almost bought, um, there was a one shot like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, I almost bought that. Was the cat dragged in? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I haven't read anything from that in a while and just didn't I didn't pick it up so yeah. oh, that's cool yeah well this will be I believe it collects the there was like four or five short stories that appeared in various places and then there was a four issue mini series and I think it has all those okay so, sweet I uh, don't think it has the Hellboy crossover though oh uh, yeah, I have read that one yeah. like that one's cool yeah so yeah if you're, you're down for that sure sweet sounds good have to read it first. That's cool. So, you know, can't give it to you tonight. No, that's all right. Give it to you later in the week. This is all off-air conversation. <laughs> that's cool. Look, I look forward to it. I like I like both those creators quite a bit. As do I. Yeah. All right. Well, let's well, go uh, scrub playtime out of our brains. Let's try to do that. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to soak my brain in alcohol. See if that helps. Okay. I'm going to go re-listen to the uh, Gutter Trash episode of Come Long. Oh, see? That should help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.